This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys welcome back important little games designer Bobby Lockhart and talk about a bevy of gaming in education topics. The guys banter it among themselves. We've got all that and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, hey, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in, downloading, turning on, all that good stuff, man. We appreciate you coming by to listen to the show today. Today. Oh, and man, have we got a really cool guest. He was on about a year ago, a little, little more than a year ago, um, to talk about uh, important little games, mm-hmm. talk about his, the, the game that they're, they, were, they are just about to release, yep, and, uh, Codemancer. Yep, and uh, the game that they've created for Osmo. So yeah. That's really cool, too. But before that, let me tune you in and turn you on some more and tell you about going to our website at www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go down to the bottom of the page. You're going to find a nice contact form. Reach out to us. Tell us what you think of the show, if you'd like us to do more, or if you'd like us to stop doing it all together. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> also, you can find us on all the social media. Just remember, at Edutech Guys, you go to Google, you put in Edutech Guys, and I promise you're going to find our pretty little faces staring right back at you. So don't forget to do that. And please, please, please like us on on the iTunes store and on anchor.fm and SoundCloud and Stitcher and anywhere you're listening to your favorite podcast. We hope we're in that list and we hope you give us a shout out and a like. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Helps us a lot. So it's into school. And yeah, uh, we are everybody's, rapidly approaching. Everybody's ramping down, <laughs> except the kids. Ramping who are up for going summer, crazy. Yeah. Ramping up for summer. Ramping up for summer. Uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen. Uh, a couple of shows coming up. We're probably going to get really heavy into conference season again. Yeah, we, we find that when we do talk about conferences, because David and I do go to a lot of conferences, mm-hmm. and we see a lot of different conferences in a lot of different parts of the country. Yeah, and they're all kind of different in their own way, and they're all kind of the same some other way. <laughs> but you're, you're so deep in philosophical. But uh, look forward to to us uh, talking more about what you can get out of conferences and what you should be looking for for your classroom. I I do believe that a lot of teachers are overwhelmed. And, you know, right now at the end of school, that's the big thing now. And it's always been something about 
the end of school summer and professional development, picking up those PD hours and stuff. But it's gotten even crazier. You know, it's like we're going to do all this stuff. And, and I've noticed a lot of schools just come up with topics sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we're going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and this, and, you know, this, and Accelerator Reader and Google Classroom and, you know, Sphero and Osmo and Toto and <laughs> I touch the reins down in Africa. You know, it's just, it gets all just, you know, out of control. And I think the teachers get just as overwhelmed in that PD. And that's what's weird. You do it right at the end of school and you do it, it, it ad nauseum for like a week. Mm-hmm. Then we go, okay, great. See so you guys in two and a half months. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. You're on your own. Uh, to me, that, that's one of the things. And, and, and I'm not knocking summer PD by yeah, any yeah, stretch no, of the no. imagination. I mean, credit if it wasn't for summer PD, I, no, no, I, no. I wouldn't have a job. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, like you said, though, at the end of the school year, you know, right at the beginning of the summer, for, from my personal perspective, um, that's depending on what the professional development is, but especially uh, if it's, if it's tech related uh, and especially if it's educational technology related directly to the classroom, doing it right at the beginning of June is like yeah. one of the worst times ever just because, yeah, it's great information. There's nothing wrong with the information and the knowledge that the teachers are going to get. It's the timing because now, you know, there's, there's all the other PD that they're doing through the summer there's uh, whatever time off if any that they get during the summertime and then it's gearing up to come back at the end you know in august so whatever whatever they gained whatever they got in june may very well be lost by you know by the time summer rolls around that's to me that's a lot like my, my daughter's in high school and she has a teacher who he introduced a brand new topic last week they're out of school next week but they had a test on it uh, yesterday or today, and she was like, "When am I even gonna? I'm not even gonna remember this by right. the end of the summer because they had it. They went over it for like two or three days, and then you know they were tested on it, and then it's gonna be gone." Yeah, that's that's why. That's why interesting. you know, and we do the same thing to adults. Well, you know, what's interesting about it is oh. is that most most schools have a learning management system at this point. Now, it could be anything from Google Classroom to Edmodo or something along sure. that line. You know, Blackboard or right. you know, some one of those things. You know, and what I find, this is just me, my personal opinion on it, is that I find that the majority of teachers in school districts don't know how to use it and don't use it. Mm -hmm. And so this seems like a perfect opportunity to do your week of PD and you'll build those classrooms, build those online learning management areas, those learning areas, and then set just a few nice refresher courses throughout the summer for your teachers to log in while they're sitting on the beach. And, and and so the thing to me that they would learn there is, oh, well, you know, I just pulled my iPad up. We were at the beach or we went to, you know, wherever we went to, you know, the mountains and pulled it up and I did my little thing, my little refresher. I took mm-hmm. the little quiz and I chatted with my online community and my tribe or whatever right. we want to call it. And, right. and then I'll do the next one in two weeks. And, oh, that was good to refresh myself on that. And I feel really comfortable. And in fact, oh, my homework for you know the end of June is to build my own class inside our learning management system. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then I know that I'm going to meet up with everyone again at this point, be able to ask the instructor these questions mm-hmm. and kind of give them to me, that would just build it so that when they 
got back, they're like, oh, yeah, I've already built my classes, and this is all great, and I really get this. My kids are going to love this. They've well, been and, it, and, it, and, it keeps, and it keeps those folks in it. And, and being someone who works for an education service agency, uh, I think that's one of the things that, uh, and in fact, I've got a meeting on Monday with, the other, with some of the other uh, uh, content specialists, and I, and I think I'm going to bring this up. One of the things that we need to do as an education service agency is provide those exact mechanisms. I mean, we really do. We need to be able to say, hey, yes, you're going to come and you're, you're going to do the face to face, but we're also going to provide an outlet for you where you can go back and, and review this. education. And you, yes, exactly. exactly. Continuing. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's, good stuff. That's, that's brilliant. I don't, I don't know. And I know we've, we've sort of talked about that in, in the uh, service agency circles. And I know there are some service agencies well, and they might that not know do, how to that. do that. Right, and that's exactly. probably what it is. They, they don't know either. Well, because there's the thing. If you're not in a classroom right now, I mean a classroom right, classroom, right. and spending another 16 hours a day on the web, Mm-hmm. Listening to podcasts, watching tweets, following Instagram graphics, you don't know the stuff's going on. Yeah. But th- we'll talk after this show, okay? I think that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we want we want to save some time for the show so you can listen to uh, our interview with with Bobby Lockhart yeah. because it's it's some really great stuff on gaming and education. But first, we want to reach out to some of our sponsors and uh, hear what they have to tell us. So you know what? We'll hit some sponsors and uh, read a few lines of sponsor stuff, and then we'll be right back after that. (laughs) A few lines of sponsor stuff. You know, one of the things that I think is pretty cool about podcasting is transcribing the audio into uh, notes. Yes. And that that was actually pretty hard, but luckily that's all kind of changing. A lot of, you know, opportunities out there and one in particular is rev.com. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and whether it's a, whether it's a podcast mm-hmm. and you want to transcribe that audio into words that you can then post you on YouTube your blog, channel. you got a YouTube channel. You can add that to the description or to the uh, captions, you know, right. on the YouTube hey, video itself. Well, you know, you're a writer writing right. a book. If I want to just transcribe some notes, that's a great way to do it. And uh, writing out all your thoughts, you know, it takes too much time, so just take the audio and have it retranscribed. Meetings, conferences. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool because I guess you can get some very pretty valuable insights that way by going back and reading through interviews and speeches and anything that you have because you're transcribing it. What, what do you think it would do for SEO? Well, I mean, come on. For you know, When we're talking SEO, search engine optimization, it's going to add value to your website, to your blog, to your YouTube channel because you can take that audio, have it transcribed into the words, and that's what the search engines are looking for anyway. They're looking for the words in the body of your oh, content. Makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Google's going to search it. It's going to pull it in, and you'll get higher ranked based on the content you're just talking about. Well, you know, and it's true, that's true. Like, you know, especially if you want to avoid creative blocks, you know, you can use that to transcribe your white papers and things like that. So really big deal. So, you know, what's really great about that right now is – one of our sponsors, Rev.com, has given yeah. us the opportunity to offer you a free trial. Right now, to let yourself try for free, Rev is offering a $10 coupon for first-time users. Just visit just visit www.rev.com forward slash blog forward slash edutechguys to get your $10 coupon to try out Rev for free now. 
Hey, welcome back to the EduTech guys. We're really excited to have our guest back on the show again. Um, we're really glad to see him. We're going to let yeah. him introduce himself, tell us who he is and where he's from and all that good stuff. So uh, here we go. Hey, uh, I'm Bobby Lockhart. I'm a learning games designer or designer of pedagogical games or edu games, whatever you uh, prefer to call them. People have lots of uh, opinions about that, but uh, I uh, am the creative director of Important Little Games, um, the, the makers of uh, Codemancer, among other things. And uh, I'm also a game designer at Code Combat, which is uh, the online game that teaches real programming. Yeah, that is awesome. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Oh, okay, so let's let's catch up, right? So so uh, for those uh, longtime listeners, first-time callers uh, that uh, may <laughs> have uh, may, may not remember, um, the last time uh, that we had you on, uh, you guys were, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a little over a year ago, uh, and mm-hmm. so uh, you guys were, you know, kind of hot and heavy into getting Codemancer. Uh, I, I think, if I remember right, at that time um, uh, it was uh, it was hot in development, going through some of the uh, debugging and and uh, I'm not even sure. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember if it was in beta testing at that point or not. Um, but uh, I, I know you guys were close to that, but a lot of that was on the verge of breaking out. So where are you now with Codemancer? So the game is done. Yeah. Um, Party time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are working on a marketing plan and um, trying to put it on all the app stores just now. Fingers crossed that that goes pretty smoothly. Uh, there's always, uh, already been a silly little hiccup, which is interesting. Um, as I was submitting to the Android app store, there was um, a concern raised um, like of course I'm trying to make the game rated E for everyone it's for like 6 to 12 year olds so there's no reason uh, anyone can't play this game thematically it's very tame and just a pleasant little fairy tale so I was surprised to find the game rejected Uh, just resubmitted it in disbelief with no alterations it came back so I so I asked for more details, which takes a little longer. Sure. And they came back and said that uh, there's a picture of an old sea captain in my screenshots and, and in the game. There's a sea captain who holds a pipe. Oh, smoking. Oh, so uh, smoking. So, no, well, he's he, there's no smoke. He's not smoking. He holds a pipe. But just the, that being Could be in that pipe. proximity <laughs> to tobacco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It is too objectionable for for the youngins, so I have added bubbles to the, to the pipe. Bingo. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how that fares. So you put bubbles on it. Well, that's one way. Hey, you know, that's gonna that needs to be a new coding shirt. It says, uh, when debugging, if you have a problem, put yeah. bubbles on it. Put bubbles in it. That's right. <laughs> it never hurts. So oh so gosh. what other what, – so yeah, a lot has changed since we talked to you. So give us uh, – what's yeah. – What's, what's happening, man? What's going down? Yeah, since since then, uh, let's see. I, I added voiceover to the game, so the game is fully voiced now, oh, cool. which is really great for accessibility. It's something I wanted to do from the beginning, but then sort of got, I don't know, a set of, sense of hopelessness about that process set in, but, but with no real um, uh, basis, just because I thought it was um, going to be more trouble than it actually turned out to be right. it, it turned out to be very painless and i love working with actors so 
and I actually did a few of the parts myself. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, it worked out, and I, I had a blast. Um, We're gonna have to get on your I, list so we can do some voices next time. We'll have to get on your list. Yeah, so man, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, happily. Like um, the the sea captain actually is modeled after. Uh, and now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he was basically John Wayne's sidekick in tons of westerns. Uh, it's not Slim uh, Pickens, but um, I know no. who you're talking about. He talks like this. Was a little bit of whisper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dagnabbit. That's him. That's him. That's <laughs> Dagnabbit. Dagnabbit. I'm going to stay back here in the jail and I'll shoot Bub next time he comes through the door. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Rio yeah. Bravo is one of my favorite movies. Oh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to kick myself. We, we, It'll come uh, to me here in a second. Let's yeah. It's at some point we'll figure out who that is and and edit him his name in so that yeah yeah there his, you go yeah. right <laughs> not, not like we don't have access to Google and IMDb and eight billion other resources <laughs> you know we, we always we always forget that don't we it's Walter Brennan is who it is Walter Brennan thank you so much <laughs> uh, he was also the real McC- on on the the Hatfields and the McCoys or one of those shows he was you know he mm. was the lead character on that so yeah well that's pretty cool man so okay so let's get let's jump into this tell us what you've seen because you're right in the thick of it you're fighting the fight every day um, gaming education esports um what's your take on all that right now what do you see happening what's the good stuff um well i see a lot of teachers um embracing games in the classroom a a lot more and even games that uh, are not uh sort of explicitly educational just Mm -hmm. for the just for the sort of side benefits that interest-based learning provides no matter what the sort of interest is and a lot of kids happen to be interested in video games, so it's a pretty easy sell, sure. at least to the kids. Right. Uh, to the parents and administrators, uh, maybe a harder sell. But it's happening more and more, which is really great. I mean, it's it seemed like Minecraft was sort of a wedge that opened the door yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for a lot of other things. So, yeah, exciting stuff. The, the esports thing, I am waiting to see basically you know i there's there's a lot of toxicity in real esports in in sort of professional esports a lot of misogyny and and all kinds of sort of negative things going on in in the scene um so making sure that that doesn't get replicated in in uh kids esports practice in clubs and such it should definitely be a priority i haven't seen any of it and you know i'm sure that's true of of normal sports too like right you know in terms of i'm going to switch gears a little bit away from okay. from where that conversation's going just because sure um but uh, so in terms of um Important little games. Let, let's yeah. talk about the the what you what you guys are doing, kind of at that broader scale. You know, yes, cool. Codemancer's a part of that, but but let's look at the umbrella of important little uh-huh. games, and, and let's talk about some of the other cool things you guys are doing. Sure. Um, so actually, we uh, just released a game for the Osmo platform. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. not sure if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so for for listeners out there who are not familiar, it's basically a stand and mirror attachment that go with your iPad. So you put the iPad in the stand and then you attach the mirror attachment to the top so that the camera essentially is pointing down at the surface in front of it. And then um, it has so they they have some software that recognize basically certain toys and their position and orientation on the camera. 
view. Um, so, for example, our game, Words Explorers and the Tunnel of Treasures, uses the letter tiles. So basically, they're, they're like Scrabble tiles, real physical tiles that kids mess around with on the table in front of their iPad, and then the game responds to how they do so. So the, the game is sort of about spelling and vocabulary and your spelling words and that are sequences of words that are each one letter different from the last. Oh, yeah. Um, so to, in order to sort of dig through a tunnel um, that contains lots of Aztec treasures, you that sort of correspond with the dirt under it. And then once you've spelled the word, gets dug through and you proceed downwards. And the, the treasures that you uh, uncover in the sort of boss fights are actual Aztec artifacts that you can see in museums around the world. Oh, that's so, cool. And, and there's a little background information about each of those yeah. associated with them. So you're learning some some sort of deduction with the the letter sequences. You're learning some spelling vocabulary. And then you're also learning a little bit of history, too. So try, trying to hit bases with the single game so I, I, I'm, I'm picturing I'm trying to picture this in, in my head so is it kind of like the, the the TV game show like chain reaction where you're building like the letters from the previous word start the next word or it's not quite that I'm not familiar with that game oh, okay show, okay yeah, I, I'm, I'm old so <laughs> it's, it's, it's like um, you see a sequence of uh, like a, a grid of letters, basically. Let's say the first word is cat. So you just spell cat. And then the next the next word, we have like a missing letter. And then so so the next word, we, maybe the whole word's missing. And then the, the, the word after that is cup. So okay. you have to figure out how to get from cat to cup. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. And, and, and cut with the C-U-T. Yeah, 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 yeah. In so, between because... Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, so not, not the, not the, yeah it's, not, it's not that the letters all tie together. It's that you have to get from one word to whatever word down the list by changing basically one letter at a time in Correct. order to get from, you know, oh, dirt cool. to path. You would have to work your way through. That's exactly. very cool. That's yeah. very cool. So I have to ask about that. So our listeners are, are, we have a lot of students that listen also. So talk about that process. See, that's ingenious to me that the storyline of actually digging up real Aztec treasures when you fight a boss, you know, how does that all play out? How do you guys do that? <laughs> well, I mean, this was a pitch that I sent to um, the makers of Osmo, Tangible Play. I had this, this like word chain idea was something that I thought, you know, I had sort of a back burner idea about it as like a pure software game. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw that they were looking for um, pitches that use their letter tiles, I thought that this is perfect because you don't want to like necessarily remove all the tiles from the play area in order to spell a new word. So it's, it's just logistically more comfortable to remove one letter and put in another one. Yeah. And so, so the, the gameplay idea and the usability lined up. And then I was like, you know, we have to figure out a theme for this. It, it, we don't want it to be abstract because most casual games are not sort of abstract that way, or it's, it's hard to, hard to sell people on an abstract casual game. They mm -hmm. like to have some kind of character, Right. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I uh, was casting about for, uh, originally, um, 
I wanted to call the game as text. So that sort of pun <laughs> historical angle. It's, it's also, I feel like there's, it's, it's good to sort of put a cocktail of unrelated, unrelated things so that, I don't know, there's something for everyone to, to latch onto and see their interests in. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and I think, it, and I think it's great that, that they, that, that Osmo recognized that the letter tiles themselves, at least in my experience with Osmo, there aren't a whole lot of games around the letter tiles. I mean, you know, letter for those listeners who don't know, the game, uh, the, the, the unit, the Osmo unit comes with the letter tile. So that's already mm-hmm. part of the package. So, mm-hmm. and, and it, it comes with one or two of the games where um, you are spelling in, in front of the camera on the table, that kind of thing. So I, I think it's really cool that, that you took that they recognized that they needed other things to do with the tiles but then that you were able to come up with a really cool way to like you said where you don't have to scrap all the tiles every time you you Mm -hmm. are actually leaving some of the tiles on the table the camera is looking at those and then just basically picking up the differences that that, i like that i love that idea that's very cool thanks yeah i mean uh, i think it was really savvy of them too to to say like we've got a a bunch of great hardware um that kids love playing around with um it would be good to treat it sort of like a game console Mm -hmm. and you know create some more software to support this hardware so yeah and they've been great with uh yeah that's pretty awesome. That was awesome. Man, okay, so I, I have to ask too about. Okay, so you're a busy, busy, busy per- person. Um, <laughs> okay, Code Combat. So yes. you guys, um, <clears throat> that's teaching Python in uh, Java. Am I right? JavaScript. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. JavaScript and Python. So when do you sleep exactly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I, a lot of these things take on a life of their own, like. Uh, <laughs> Osmo project is is pretty much you know we we but it's it's taken on a life of its own Codemancer. There's uh, you know the marketing team is working on their own. I have a, a, a contract programmer that helps out with stuff. So uh, you know I'm I'm actually not my day to day is not that stressful. Today might be an exa- exception to that because I'm also moving house. Oh gosh, uh, this month. and so I have moving things to do and meetings and and this lovely podcast and um, <laughs> all, all sorts, all manner of uh, things to, to yeah. do. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't find my life too, too uh, strenuous actually. Cool. So I, I, I'm curious though, um, in terms of, of the code combat, edit, which I, I've played co- code combat. I've, I've worked my, I, I'm like you, I, you know, yes, there, there may not be a whole lot of stress necessarily day to day, but by the same token, still, you know, we're busy folks. But anyway, I've played through several of the first, um, I don't know what you call them, levels, episodes, whatever of, mm-hmm. of code combat. And I love it. I think it's phenomenal. So I'm kind of curious, what, what do you do with those folks in, in, in code combat? What is your contribution to what's happening with code combat? Well, we're working on something new. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say much more than that. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's okay. cool. <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah, expect to hear about something new. If you're a teacher who has a relationship with Code Combat uh, out there, expect to hear um, some stuff from us soon about about what's coming down the pipe. 
Um, and if you're not a teacher who has a relationship with code combat, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So, uh, so before we, before we let you go, cause we know you're busy. So give me for our, edu- our educators listening, give us a top three reasons why teachers should be using gaming in the classroom. Your top, oh, your goodness. Your, well, your top three are three to five or top two or, or you know, <laughs> number one, whatever makes it easier. <laughs> I, I mean, I just finished. Um, a, we, we do a book club at Code Combat. Oh, cool. So we together just finished reading this book, What Video Games Have to Teach Us About Learning and Literacy by uh-huh. Jim G., um, which I read through before, but um, this was a, a much closer reading. But basically um, what I think is great about using games in the classroom is that games, um, sort of well-designed games, imply a certain amount of learning um, and they have learning principles built into them that are really rigorous and great. The, the kind of thing that you would dream of being able to do with a traditional sort of classroom activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give you an example. So like performance before competence is a principle that uh, Jim G outlines where you are required to do a task before you know how to do it. Mm. And then you you fail and it's fine. <laughs> and then, uh, and you try again until you get better and eventually you become competent and pass that challenge. And so being comfortable with failure and being able to try things are, are a, a principle that is so, so constructive, I think, and, and something that students really crave. Let's see, more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I didn't so, mean to, okay, that, I let's hate to say put, that's number one. Okay, I hate to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I mean, there's communities around games um, mm-hmm. that are really amazing. I, I mean, the word gamer is not, uh, it's almost a bad word for me at this point because the people who identify themselves that way are often um, not, not the greatest. But in terms of being a community of learners, mm-hmm. they're actually really a model uh, that we could all learn from, you know, people putting up FAQs, making, you know, fan art and fan fiction around the the games, basically like tearing them apart, doing mods. There's all kinds of learning happening in each of those communities and they all bleed into each other. It's multidisciplinary. I'm uh, all gung ho about it. Yeah. I would say, so one of the things that I spend a lot of time thinking about is the way that games teach. I, that's, that's obvious, but <laughs> they, they tutorialize um, their own mechanics. So like even a game that's about shooting people in the head has to teach you about like, you know, how to, how to Shoot reload and how to, <laughs> yeah, how to aim at somebody's sure. head. And then right. hold <laughs> like, there's lots of steps to that. And the, the player has to learn all of those. And they typically, I mean, at this point, some of some games take shortcuts because there are genres where the players are expected to know these things mm-hmm. before they start playing. But by and large, the way that games introduce their mechanics, which is sort of like a catch-all term for the things that players are allowed to do and also the consequences that those actions have, the, the way that the, those mechanics are introduced is really 
smart if in a well-designed game. So you, you'll be shown how to do something in a in a no-stakes environment, mm-hmm. and then you'll be given another uh, opportunity to do it again, where the stakes are smallish, where you know failing means you have to reset a little bit of progress, mm-hmm. uh, and then do or die scenarios where you have to do that skill. And then once you've done that, then you've sort of demonstrated mastery in that one skill. We introduce another skill in the same way, low stakes, medium stakes, high stakes. And then we can combine those two. We can say like, Oh, how do these two mechanics interact with one another and so on. So like it becomes a sort of combinatorial explosion of all the interactions between all the mechanics, but that's, what's most interesting about them and that's how you sort of that's how you learn a system and whether that system is a video game or macroeconomics or sure a, a car engine like you have to learn what the pieces are and then how they fit together right yeah and, and i love that you know it's, it's funny i've played a lot of games so <laughs> i've gone through uh, i've gone through a, a lot of tutorials i've never really stopped and thought about the analysis like that you've provided this analysis of of the way gamers are introduced to the mechanics of the game that's very cool that i, I think that's something that uh, i'd be very interested in just kind of studying on my own or or perhaps there's other folks that and i'm sure there are who have already put together you know studies on those things and which which games and not just games it could be whatever environment but in my case games uh, which games do that very well and mm. which ones you know just kind of basically throw you into the fray and and frustrate the crud out of the end user because you're so busy trying to figure out the mechanics that you mm. can't actually accomplish whatever the goals are for that particular environment um, mm-hmm. I, that's that's you've definitely you've you've piqued an interest in me that I didn't even know I had. Oh, and by the way, we're going to steal those sound bites. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's the uh, game that that I think illustrates it really, really well is um, Le- the Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess oh. for the Wii or or the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Every time you get a new thing, the boomerang, the hook shot, the second hook shot, like it, it, it shows you how to use that thing in. To, you know, in ramping up the stakes, and then mm-hmm. it combines. So now you have to use the hook shot and your sword, or the hook shot and your yeah. uh, boomerang. And then at the end, the final boss fight, you use absolutely everything. Right, right. In a row, you basically it's it's like a final exam. <laughs> right. Uh, Follow the outline yeah. and take right. care of business. That's right. yeah. You're going to demonstrate your content knowledge right <laughs> here. Exactly. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Oh, so awesome. Oh so my gosh. I hate to be the time master here, but I, I want to make <laughs> sure I get all this right. So uh, Bobby Lockhart can find you on Twitter at Bobby Locks, B-O-B-B-Y-L-O-X. Um, yeah. You're a game designer at Code Combat. That's at Code Combat. You're the creative director for Important Games. Hold on. At important games. games. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Codemancer is coming out soon. You can hashtag Codemancer. You can find it out yeah. there. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's probably the best way to get in touch with Bobby if you want to steal his ideas or suggest a <laughs> game or find out, you know, any secret sauce that's going out there for the next couple of things he's got his, his fingers into. Yeah. And I, I love talking to teachers. So if, if you want to you know, send me a, a DM through Twitter or whatever. I would love to talk to you. I, that's, that's the thing that I'm always missing. I can do a lot of play testing, but I, you know, I don't have time to spend a lot of time in the classroom. So sure. 
Well, we'll definitely uh, spread the word. From that yeah, thank we'll you. spread yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You know, I've been in education for more than 20 years, and I've seen the challenges some students have to face every day. Whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see a doctor when they're sick, these challenges can make it hard for kids to focus on learning. You know, thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat student fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, health care, and even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Yeah, Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and to see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. You know what? To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. Hashtag nurture, educate, grow. Hey, thank you so much to uh, Bobby Lockhart, Mr. Bobby Locks, for uh, joining us and and uh, just catching us up on all of the stuff that he's been doing. Busy, busy man. Yeah, I don't that's care. a busy I, man. I don't care what he says yeah. about you know being. I'm like, no, you yeah. you are running and You're gunning, a busy man. dude. Yeah, <laughs> his brain's got a lot of algorithms that I couldn't even you know. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm lucky to make the scientific part of my calculator work. I much less you know <laughs> Python and JavaScript and you know. Code mancing the code combat with the you know <laughs> Osmo on top of it. I <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited to uh, give that a try though. I really do. I'm, I'm I'm very interested to throw that up on my channel and see yeah. So make see sure what you, happens. Yeah, and once again, if you want, if you get a chance, you know, go find out what he's got going. You can find him Bobby Locks at Bobby Locks one word B O B B Y L O X. You can also go to Code Combat. That's Code Combat all one word and uh, Important Games all one word at Twitter. And don't forget to look up Code Mancer. It's Code Mancer. Uh, codemancergame.com. Yeah. Hey, and uh, let us know. Jump out to uh, edutechguys.com and scroll to the bottom of the uh, form of the page there and fill out the form. Let us know what you're doing this summer. What kind of what what PD are you participating in? What are you looking forward to? What conferences mm. are you looking forward to? And if you don't want to fill out the form, man, just hit us up on Twitter Always. or Instagram, Instagram or Facebook. You know, or exactly. The book face. Send, send us send us an animated GIF of whatever you're doing this summer. Well, not whatever you're doing. Yeah, let's just, keep it family friendly. <laughs> no, no graphics will be shared unless they're really funny. Then we'll make a meme out of them and throw them out there. That's right. <laughs> we'll make a meme out of you. Meme. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a Disney song? We'll make a meme out of you. I don't know. Make a man out of you. Move on. Oh, good reference. <laughs> Thanks. You can sit by me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was another There, there you go. That was. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. No, did I did not. Hey, listen, and this is some more just flagrant begging here. If you go out and listen to us on any of your favorite podcast providers, please remember to like and share and click thank you and the stars or buttons or hearts or whatever there is on that's that right site. whatever they got click them we we need uh our, our, we need to, to bolster our confidence a little bit so tell us how much you like the show and uh like david said always let us know what we can bring for you in the future yeah so yeah uh rest of the summer show's coming up and we'll probably be talking a lot about conferences and pd mm-hmm. and what you can do to get yourself prepared over the summer to start off your next school year with a super big bang
Exactly. Uh, last, by the way, uh, last know, big bang last of the year is coming up. Yeah. I'm so sad. Ever. Not just 12 the year, years. Ever. 12 years of my life wasted 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> yes, <I'm sorry. laughs> anyway, and then in repeat on TBS and everything else. That's so right. there's a shout out for, for Big Pink Theory. Bazinga. Hey, listen, it's been a great show. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.